In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Let us kneel. My dear Jesus, I believe in Thee, and confess Thee to be the true Son of God and my Savior. I adore Thee from the abyss of my own nothingness, and I thank Thee for the death Thou didst suffer for me, that I might obtain the life of divine grace. My beloved Redeemer, to Thee I owe all my salvation. Through Thee I have hitherto escaped hell. Through Thee I have received the pardon of my sins. But I am so ungrateful that instead of loving Thee, I have repeated my offenses against Thee. I deserve to be condemned so as not to be able to love Thee anymore. But know, my Jesus, punish me in any other way, but not in this. If I have not loved thee in times past, I love thee now, and I desire nothing but to love thee with all my heart. But without thy help I can do nothing. Since thou dost command me to love thee, give me also the strength to fulfill this, thy sweet and loving precept. Thou hast promised to grant all that we ask of Thee. You shall ask whatever You will, and it shall be done unto You. Confiding then in this promise, my dear Jesus, I ask first of all, pardon of all my sins, and I repent above all things, because I have offended Thee, O infinite goodness. I ask for holy perseverance in Thy grace till my death. But above all, I ask for the gift of thy holy love. Ah, my Jesus, my hope, my love, my all, inflame me with that love which thou didst come on earth to enkindle. For this end, make me always live in conformity with thy holy will. Enlighten me, that I may understand more and more how worthy thou art of our love and that I may know the immense love Thou hast borne me, especially in giving Thy life for me. Grant then that I may love Thee with all my heart, and may love Thee always, and never cease to beg of Thee the grace to love Thee in this life, that living always and dying in Thy love, I may come one day to love Thee with all my strength in heaven, never to leave off loving Thee for all eternity. O Mother of beautiful love, my Advocate and my Refuge, Mary, who art of all creatures the most beautiful, the most loving, and the most beloved of God, and whose only desire it is to see Him loved. Ah, by the love Thou bearest to Jesus Christ, pray for me, and obtain for me the grace to love Him always and with all my heart. This I ask and hope for from Thee. Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday after Easter. Listen once again to the words of Jesus Christ at the beginning of today's Holy Gospel from St. John chapter 16. Quote, Amen, amen, I say to you, If you ask the Father anything in my name, 
He will give it to you. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Close quote. These words of our Savior are obviously infallible. They are absolutely true and certain. These words of our Lord then call us to persevere in prayer. Because He Himself tells us, if you ask anything of the Father in My name, He will give it to you. What it means is it means that if we are truly praying with sincere hearts and with pure hearts and we're praying in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ then whatever we ask of the Father He will give to us. And that means that if we don't receive or haven't received what we're praying for we must persevere. We must persevere in prayer and make it a point to pray with an ever purer heart and with ever greater devotion in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. In last Sunday's epistle, I pointed out to you the following words also from the Apostle St. James from the beginning of last Sunday's epistle. Quote, Dearly beloved, every best gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. And listen to John chapter 15, verse 7. This is taken from the prayer which I just prayed, a prayer by St. Alphonsus Liguori. John 15, 7, quote, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. Close quote. All of these infallible words from sacred scripture are emphasizing to us the importance of prayer and of persevering in prayer. If every perfect gift comes from God, well then we must ask for these gifts. We must ask for these graces. We must persevere in asking and in praying for them. Many times what happens is that we don't pray for what we should pray. And again, take this very, very seriously. Because so, so often what happens is that our hearts are so full of the world that what we pray for is not in conformity with God's will. And we're praying for worldly things We're not really praying for the graces that we should pray for. Basically, our prayer, we could say, is wrong. And so, that's why it's so important to make every effort to purify our hearts, to make sure that our hearts, that our mind, that our will are in conformity with God's will. Remember, I mentioned last Sunday, in speaking about how every gift and every perfect gift is from above, I mentioned to you also all of the different natural gifts that God gives us and that come from God. Like for example, I mentioned my life, my health, all my material possessions, my home, my clothing. All of the natural blessings that I've received are gifts from God. But they're not the most important ones. 
The most important ones are the ones, again, going back to last Sunday, what is referenced by every perfect gift is from above. That is, the gifts of God's grace. The gifts that have to do with our salvation and the life of divine grace. Now, hopefully you paid attention because in the prayer that I just finished praying, again, a prayer composed by St. Alphonsus Liguori, he prays specifically for three graces. He makes specific mention again of John 15:7, saying, Lord, you've told us that whatever we ask of you, that it will be done. And so this is what I ask for. We should learn from the example of St. Alphonsus Liguori. Again, he asks for three specific graces in that prayer. Hopefully there's at least someone there. I won't ask you, but hopefully there's at least someone out there that remembers what those three graces were that we just prayed for. I'm going to mention them because they're so important and that hopefully you will remember them well so that you can also pray often for these graces. And again, these most definitely are those perfect gifts that come to us from above to which last Sunday's epistle refers to. So, St. Alphonsus de Gori, he prays for the following three things. One, the pardon of all my sins. Number two, holy perseverance in thy grace till my death. And three, holy love of Jesus, to love him with all my heart, and to love Him always. These are three perfect gifts that come to us from God. And hopefully we will never value the things of this world. Again, even our life and our health. Hopefully we'll never value the natural gifts that God has given us more than these gifts. The pardon of all my sins holy perseverance in God's grace until my death, until the moment of my death, and holy love of Jesus, to love Him with all my heart and always. And that's the first thing also to pray for as Pentecost approaches, because remember also, as I mentioned last Sunday, the Holy Ghost, He is the Lord and the giver of life and of all graces, of all gifts. Pray especially that you're able to value these perfect gifts above all other gifts, especially the natural gifts that God bestows upon us. This morning I'm going to focus briefly on the second one of those, of the second one of the three that St. Alphonsus de Gori prays for, and that's holy perseverance in God's grace until my death. Every single one of us, every single one of us as a faithful Catholic, we should be making every single effort to pray for this grace. And we should value this grace above all other graces, pretty much. Holy perseverance in God's grace until my death. Lord, help me to persevere in Thy grace. Help me to persevere in Thy grace until the moment of my death. Help me never to be separated from Thee. Help me never to be separated from Thee by mortal sin. 
Help me to persevere in thy grace. Perhaps the most important place in all of the sacred scriptures where this grace is emphasized is by our Lord Himself in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. Matthew 24, verse 13 is a remarkable verse because it precisely is this. It is emphasizing the grace of final perseverance. That you persevere in God's grace until the end, until the moment of your death. But I'm going to read to you the verses that come before verse 13 because the context is extremely important. Listen very carefully to these verses. Again, the words of our Savior Jesus Christ, they are so relevant, I would say, especially to our times. The last couple of years, again, with this whole scandemic, and I would say also for what's coming up next, I'm not sure what's coming up next, but something's coming, and probably worse than what we've seen. So, listen carefully to these words from sacred scripture. They're the words of our Savior Jesus Christ. And he's basically telling us all the different calamities that are going to take place and how we're going to suffer. And at the end he says, but you have to persevere. And again, persevere in God's grace. Persevere in the truth, our Catholic faith. Persevere in charity. So, quoting to you directly from St. Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 24, verses 6 to 13, quote, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be pestilences and famines and earthquakes in places. Now all these things are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall put you to death and you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be scandalized and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall seduce many. And because iniquity hath abounded, the charity of many shall grow cold. But he that shall persevere to the end, he shall be saved. Close quote. Emphasis on that last verse, verse 13. But he that shall persevere to the end, he shall be saved. In order to be saved, we absolutely must be in a state of grace at the moment of death. And that's why every single day of our life here on earth we should pray for that grace of final perseverance. Perseverance in God's grace until the moment of death. It shouldn't surprise us that Holy Mother Church teaches us this in particular in the two prayers that we pray most often. The two prayers that we pray most often, the Our Father and the Hail Mary. In both of these prayers, we are praying for the grace of final perseverance. I'll point that out to you here at the end of the sermon. But right now, I want to emphasize to you how we have 
marvelous examples of this grace of holy perseverance. Perseverance in God's grace until my death. Wonderful examples in all the saints, particularly the apostles. But notice how with the apostles, it's specifically after Pentecost. After Pentecost, truly they receive this grace of final perseverance, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Again, every perfect gift coming from above. Well, they were most mightily blessed with many gifts from above and with the gift of the Holy Ghost, also with the grace of final perseverance. We can see how all the apostles, pretty much with the exception of St. John, they died a martyr's death. And they were faithful to Christ, faithful to the very end faithful to the point of shedding their blood. Even what we hear described in Matthew chapter 24, what I just read to you, certainly the apostles went through plenty of that. But they persevered to the end. He that shall persevere to the end, he shall be saved. Especially noteworthy as an example of perseverance in God's grace and final perseverance to the moment of death is the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is one of the reasons also why she is called the mother of divine grace, as I mentioned to you last Sunday. Mary is the mother of divine grace. Also because she persevered always in God's grace and God's grace was always multiplying exponentially in her soul because she was supremely faithful to His grace. Mary was full of God's grace from the first moment of her conception, from the first moment of her existence, and she persevered perfectly in God's grace. That perseverance in God's grace is why she's also the mother of divine grace and why she also merited to become the mediatrix of all of God's graces. Pentecost Sunday is coming up in two weeks. Two weeks from today. Ascension Thursday is this coming Thursday. What was the Blessed Virgin Mary doing between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday? Well, she was teaching the apostles and guiding them. She was teaching them and guiding them on persevering in prayer persevering in praying for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Not only that, one might say, now again, this isn't church doctrine as such, but it's pretty likely that this is the case, that one might say that it is Mary's perseverance and her growth in grace throughout her life. Again, her perseverance holy perseverance, and her growth in God's grace, which won for the apostles the grace of final perseverance, that grace that they received from the Holy Ghost on Pentecost Sunday. Because all of the graces that we receive, always remember this, all of the graces that we receive, someone has to merit them. Our Savior Jesus Christ merited all grace for us by His suffering and death on the cross. And our Blessed Mother, because of her unique cooperation 
in our redemption. Basically, you can think of Mary there at the foot of the cross, her union with her son's passion. She also merited these graces for us. Truly, our Blessed Mother merited grace for the Apostles. And we see all of this unfolding then as a result of the great event of Pentecost Sunday, the coming of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost comes, well, certainly with the greatest coming of the Holy Ghost also come His greatest gifts, the greatest manifestations of final perseverance. We see that in the lives of the Apostles. But, Particularly, I encourage you to do this. When you're reflecting and meditating on the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary and on the virtues of the Blessed Virgin Mary, pay special attention then to her perseverance. How she persevered in God's grace. No matter what the trial was, no matter what the difficulty was, she was always focused on her son, always faithful to him, even to the very end at the foot of the cross. This is one of the highlights of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her perseverance to the very end, in this case, meaning to the very end in terms of the passion and death of her son. Not so much necessarily her own death, although she obviously persevered in God's grace until the day of her assumption. But her perseverance to the very end in terms of the sacrifice of her son on the cross. It's significant also that St. Alphonsus Liguori, one of the things that he teaches is he says that in order for someone to have true devotion to Mary, remember this, he says, in order for someone to have true devotion to Mary, one must persevere in one's prayer and devotions to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So again, as an example, if let's say I'm praying to the Blessed Virgin Mary for a particular grace, and as I mentioned to you last Sunday, pray especially to our Blessed Mother for the grace of final perseverance, that you will persevere in God's grace until the day of your death. She won that grace for the Apostles. She won that grace for St. Joseph. She's won that grace for pretty much all the saints. So pray so that she also brings that grace to you. In terms of just devotion to our Blessed Mother, like I was saying, it's not a question of just asking for these particular graces of our Blessed Mother one time or two times or even during the month of May. We have to persevere in presenting our petitions and our needs, our trials, our troubles, our difficulties to our Blessed Mother. Persevere. And again, St. Alphonsus Liguori makes that very clear. He says, those who don't persevere in their devotion to our Blessed Mother, they don't have true devotion to her. And so even in this way, our Blessed Mother is helping us to grow in the grace of final perseverance. That if I'm really becoming more and more a devout son or daughter of the Most Holy Mother of God, then I'm growing in this perseverance because I'm also persevering in my devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so again, pray for this grace from the Blessed Virgin Mary and also especially pray for the Holy Ghost for this same grace of holy perseverance in the grace of God until the day of my death, until the hour of my death. And may you value this grace above all 
the natural gifts that God gives us. This is extremely important. In my experience as a priest, and this is now more than 25 years, one of the things that has stood out the most to me, because I've seen this time and time again, time and time again, it's the failure on our part, and I include myself, the failure on our part, failure on the part of the faithful, and again, I'm including myself, and I'm including here too, I mean, when I say faithful here, I'm including clergy, bishops, everybody, especially, probably here I would say especially the hierarchy. Failure on the part of the faithful to persevere. They don't persevere. And one of the main reasons, maybe the main reason why we fail to persevere is because we don't pray sufficiently for this grace. And we don't value it sufficiently. I'll just give you a very quick example, but I mean, the examples abound. This was particularly, I think, meaningful for some of the people in the last Mass because some of them may have even been there when this took place. Because, as some of you may know, it was around last summer when I began giving a class on the Mass in Spanish. So I began in the summer. I'm still giving the class. That's the one I just announced. I'm going to give that class this evening. So it's still kind of continuing from last summer. So I remember very well, because the very first day of the class that we had, I was surprised because we had a good turnout. We had almost 30 people, which is a pretty good number. And so when I saw that number, you know, I was congratulating the faithful and I was saying, you know, this is really good that you're making the effort to come. But I told them, because I already know what happens. In Spanish, everyone kind of chuckled because in Spanish I said, Conozco a los moscos. Kind of like a little joke there. But anyway... The point is that I knew it was going to happen, so I basically told the faithful, I said, look, the main thing though is that we've got to persevere. I told them that. I said, we have to persevere. And I told them, every single class that I've ever given is a priest. And again, this is why I say in all my experience as a priest. And this is true. In every single class that I've ever given as a priest, the number of the faithful that show up at the beginning, it's always gone down. As time goes by. It's never, never once can I recall that it's gone up. I mean, I don't know, maybe one time, like if it was a class of, whatever, ten sessions, maybe at class number two or three, maybe, maybe there were more than one, but kind of speaking in general, it's never gone up. It's always gone down. And so I told them, get yourselves ready. Well, lo and behold, what do you think has happened? Same thing. I remember it was interesting because one of the faithful there, And she was very faithful. It's kind of sad because again, and again I'm talking about last summer, she's no longer here with us. She, Our Lord called her to judgment fairly recently. But anyway, she told me, no father, you're going to see, we're going to kind of like flip the script. We're going to increase the numbers. She did her part in that, you know, she was faithful. And I think even a few times she brought some new people. So credit to her. But no, the numbers have gone down. And even just a few weeks ago, we had maybe like three or four people at that class. Again, compared to 30. And then maybe like the week after that, then it really was, I commented this in the class, I said, truly it is the resurrection of our Lord at Easter time because we have like four or five people that resurrected that hadn't come in a while and then they showed up so our numbers went back up a little bit for a few Sundays. So it's uh, we could see the glory there of the resurrection. The point though is that whenever we embark on whether it's a good work 
or an effort to overcome a particular vice, effort to pray, so important that we persevere. I'm going to speak even more about this next Sunday, but our faith, our Catholic faith, in many important ways, is teaching us how important holy perseverance is, not so much with words, although certainly with words, but not so much with words, but with very important things like the holy sacrifice of the Mass, where we're to persevere and be faithful every single Sunday, week after week after week after week after week until the moment of our death. Especially Holy Mother Church is teaching us this perseverance through the commandment to pray. Because we're supposed to pray every single day. That's a very important commandment of the church. The Catholic who goes a day without praying, at least the minimal prayer, I'd say, at least whatever, one minute. That's a grave sin. Because it goes against the first commandment in a serious way. The first commandment is that we are to have God, we are to love God above all things and that we are not to have false gods. That means we are to give due honor and worship to God. We are to give of our time. We are to adore God and thank Him and ask Him for help and ask Him forgiveness every single day. That's more important than anything else. If you spend time during the day eating or sleeping or talking on the phone or whatever it is, getting dressed, whatever it is that you do every day, even more importantly is it that you pray to God. And so just the fact that the church teaches us to pray every day is teaching us the importance of persevering in God's grace. And very important also is our vocation. Through our vocation, and pretty much, I mean, there are exceptions, but in general, the main vocations, you also have those that are called to a single life, but basically you have the vocation to married life, you have the vocation to religious life and to the priesthood. In these vocations, perseverance is essential. One has to persevere in one's marriage, one has to persevere as a religious or as a priest until the very end. The church in profound ways is teaching perseverance here. But I'll give you one last example of this. Hopefully you'll get inspired to give greater importance to this gift and this grace and that you'll pray as hard as you can for it. I remember very clearly, this example stands out very much in my mind because I was really impressed by a couple. And this was some years back, I would say, I don't know, let's just say maybe maybe 15 years now. It was a couple where I saw this incredible transformation. There was no doubt in my mind that God's grace was at work in terms of just seeing their conversion and how it was affecting their marriage and also their family. And part of that was also their transition from the new mass to the old mass. So, I mean, all of these, you know, wonderful signs, they're taking place. And, you know, you'd see them full of zeal. But I remember, again, because, conozco a los moscos, but again, one of the things that I, I warned them on numerous times is I said, look, God's doing wonderful things in your life right now and in your marriage, but pray hard. And I told them, I said, pray hard for the grace of perseverance. Because I said, that is what is really the key, that you persevere. And I said... I don't know what's going to come in the future, but I said, get ready, because there are going to be some, some rough blows. Again, go back and read Matthew chapter 24. If you don't believe me, those are the infallible words of our Lord. Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 to 13. So anyway, I remember telling the couple that. 
It's kind of a really sad story because I don't know all the details because I really haven't been in contact with him for a number of years now. But I do know for certain that numerous events have taken place in their life and in their marriage. I mean, events that are big enough where I would say that they're very, very lost. I mean, very, very lost in the sense of far away from God and far away from God's grace. I think one of the reasons, I don't know this for a fact, but I think it's almost a certainty, is failure to value above everything. This grace of holy perseverance and a failure also to pray you know, devoutly and sincerely and consistently for this grace. The grace of final perseverance. We pray for this in both the Our Father and the Hail Mary. Maybe we haven't realized it because it's kind of a little bit hidden. It's not like really hidden, but a little bit hidden. I mean, in that we're not praying in the Our Father specifically for the grace of final perseverance or in the Hail Mary for the grace of final perseverance. But the words are analogous. And this is what we pray for in the Our Father when we're praying for the grace of final perseverance. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You could basically replace that Preserve us always in thy grace. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And from the Hail Mary, even more explicit, asking the prayer and help of the Blessed Virgin Mary always, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. That grace of final perseverance until the very moment of death, until the very hour of death. The only way that we're going to be able to persevere in God's grace is with God's help and with the help of Mary, the Mother of Divine Grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.